Service, let's stand together. Amen. Have you come to bless the Lord today? Amen. Have you come to bless the Lord today? Amen. Sing the praise this morning.
place, oh God. Lord, we have to do the
chasing me, Lord. You're chasing me with your goodness. You're chasing me with blessings. Hallelujah. I do want to read a letter this morning to you guys. And uh, I still it. I don't know why I still it. No one I have. A special thanks to all of you, to know you, is to know people who are kind, considerate, and thoughtful. To know you is to be grateful for the special things that you do, for everything you've done, for being the special people that you are. Thank you so very much. We love you all. The Purdue family, that's a wonderful, wonderful time that we had together, and we honor you guys. And uh, if you were here, you know we had a good time, right? Mm-hmm. That's some good, plain competition and cornhole. That's always fun. It's like me and Brother Rick were talking, and no matter how old you are, there's something in you that's a drive to win. And just to be honest with you, I could have a guy that was 90 years old in a wheelchair, and I'd play just as hard as if it was a teenage kid. Amen. I like women, don't you? If you have your this morning, look at Hebrews chapter 11 is where I want to go. Uh, I have some friends that, that pretty much, I pick at them all the time because they tell me, I'm like, well, what are you preaching on? And they're like, well, I've been preaching on faith. We come to a close. It's been about seven weeks now. And I'm like, who in the world wants to hear the same message, the same topic for seven weeks? And I just carry on with them telling them that they're crazy, their church needs to change, and Lord behold, if I'm not going back and preach on faith again today. So, I don't know how many weeks I'm going to go, I hope it's not seven, but this will be week number two that I'm going to go into to faith. We talked a little bit about it last week, and um, when we talked about Let Your Faith Fight For You with our sermon title last week, this week I'm going to preach a sermon titled The Keys to Faith, The Keys to our faith. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11. You know this one really, really well. Let's start at verse 1 if we could. Now faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report or testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are invisible. Notice that by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and though he being dead, he still speaks. That's interesting. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. I don't know any better testimony that a man and woman can have when they leave this old world as saying they just simply pleased God. They just did the best that they could to live for the kingdom. Verse 6. He says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I want you to understand this morning that when Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross, he was buried, he rose again, as all of us know today, There were certain things that he provided for us in his death through the sacrifice on the cross. But just because he has made them available to us does not mean that those things are going to come automatically to us. Now, one thing that does come automatically to us is salvation. Can somebody say amen? The day that you got saved, the day that you gave Jesus,
The, from the very moment that you said you are Lord of my life, I accept you as Savior. From that very moment, automatically, automatically, when you believed in Jesus Christ, salvation came to you. There was nothing that any person could do to stop it. There was no devil in hell that could stop it. There was no force of nature that could stop it. There are some things that God does automatically. And when he does them, it's against all the laws of gravity and time and space. It transcends all of that. Salvation is one of those things. That when it comes, there's nothing that nobody can do. All I've got to do is believe on Jesus Christ. And automatically, at that very instance, I am saved. And hallelujah to God that he saved my soul when he did. If he saved you, you should say amen too. Because you understand what I'm talking about today. It is something that automatically happened in your life. And it was through faith that it happened. But everything else that you get from God or by God, you only obtain through your faith. See, understand with me today that your progress in Christ is all about faith. That is why, there, that's why today there's some of us on our journey that have more faith than other of us, right? So in other words, you can take, for instance, somebody that's been saved for 30 years and then you get a newborn believer. Well, logically speaking, the 30-year veteran should understand more about faith, more about God, more about His Word. So really, that 30-year veteran should be at a higher level of faith. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? That a newborn convert that's never read the Bible doesn't know anything about it. Do you understand? And so what I'm saying to you today is this. Our walk of faith is how we deepen our relationship in Jesus Christ. Faith is what brings all things into our life. And when we are saved, when this automatic faith hits us and this change comes to our life, we begin what we call a journey of faith. In this journey of faith, if you will just believe God for your provision, and if you believe God for your purpose, at that very moment, you begin to release faith into your atmosphere. What is the provision of God? The provision of God simply means that it doesn't matter what comes in my life. Whatever I need, Jesus Christ is my provider. It does not matter if that's uh, from a sickness or healing. It does not matter if it's financially. It does not matter if it's a concern for your children or your marriage or relationship, friendship. I don't care what it is. Your job, it doesn't matter what it is. The faith of Jesus Christ. When you understand that God is going to provide for me. Thank you. 
come. In those moments, that's really showing a lack of our faith in the provision that God has already promised that He will give to us. So understand, He wants us to have a happy life. He wants you to have a happy marriage. He wants you to have a happy family. He wants you to prosper even as your soul prospers. But these things do not come automatically to us like salvation does. It is a walk of faith and a journey that gets us to these places that we begin to see these things and this happiness fill our life. It is only on our part as we begin to operate in the spirit of faith that we begin to see these fulfillments in our life, these blessings in our life, these wonderful things happen. It is obtained by reading and hearing the word of God and then releasing faith into the atmosphere. Understand with me today that faith, according to Hebrews 11, it is not an option for the believer. In other words, he said without faith, it is what? It is impossible for you to please God. So put simple, if you do not have faith in Jesus Christ for whatever provision you need, then God says it is not pleasing Him. You cannot please God without we need to understand we can pray for people. We can lay hands on them in a moment of emotion. We can give them a hot flash. Some of you ladies said, I'm already having one. Praise the Lord right now. We can, they can, we can pray for them. They, oh, man, I felt something just felt like hotness just flowing all through my body. We can pray for them. Oh, my gosh, it feels like an electric bolt just hit me. We can pray for them, and they can give what we call glory bolts. That's what I call them anyhow. When they feel a surge of emotion, but see, understand with me, there's something, and people can even shake their control of that. You know, it was funny because when I was growing up, we used to be called the Holy Rollers. Does anybody know what a Holy Roller is? Anybody know what a Holy Roller is? Has anybody ever been a Holy Roller? Uh, somebody said, yeah, and it was a woman. Praise the Lord. Hey, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I got Holy Rollers in the house. One of my best buddies used to shout in the church. He'd roll, I mean, the spirit got him. No spirit, you know, I'm not denying that. But he could shake. Next thing I know, he'd fall on the ground and he'd shake on the ground. I'd watch him. And he'd come down to me and he'd peek under his, he'd be on the floor and he'd peek under his thing and see if anybody else would shout. Somebody else would shout and he'd start kicking in. <laughs> Just mere emotions. That's all it was. It was mere emotions. He's got this glory bump. He's having a moment, and he's thinking, man, this is so good, but understand. However, even if you do not feel hot flashes and chill bumps or, or glory bumps or whatever manifestation you want to call it, see, that is not what makes it real. Faith is what makes it real. If you do not release your faith, but all that emotion, I want you to hear me, is going to live. And I want you to know something today. I am not anti-emotional. I am very emotional. Y'all should have tell all the way I preach. <laughs> if I wasn't emotional, I just would stand there and all right, guys, I'll fall asleep. I'll make you finish the end of my sermon today. Just hang in there with me. We're getting there. And I'm 15 minutes in talking. Y'all fall asleep. That's not me. I'm emotional. I get excited. I jump. I run. I, I'm, so, I'm not anti-emotional, so please don't, don't misunderstand me. But I'm going to tell you, I've seen people that have built their relationship in Jesus Christ off of emotions rather than off of. Are y'all ready for it? Faith. 
big thing here.
is not in the future. Now, I know this is going to be hard for some of y'all to understand, but faith is not in the future. If it is in the future, it is that word called hope. You know what hope is? Hope is an expectation that something will happen. I hope one day that I'm driving a brand new Corvette. <laughs> I'm not talking faith. I'm talking hope. I hope that one day I've got a hundred million dollars. I'm not speaking faith. I'm speaking hope. Hope can be an anticipation. It can be an expectancy that something in the future is going to happen. But hope and faith are two different things. Because understand that faith is not the future. That's hope. Faith is not the past. Because if something is in your past, ladies and gentlemen, guess what it is called? It is called experience. It does not take an ounce of faith. It doesn't require any faith at all to believe something that God's already done for you. That's why we tell churches, please don't live in the past. Please, people, don't live in the past. Because that's not faith. Faith is not the future. Faith is not the past. What is faith? Faith has to be used right here, right now in the presence. This is faith. The next word I'm going to speak is faith. The next place I'm going to go after this is faith. The next thing you're going to say to your family is faith. It's a walk. It's one step at a time. It's one day at a time, sweet Jesus. That's all I'm asking from you. This is faith. Do not worry about the future. God said, watch this. God said, do not worry about what you will eat tomorrow. Don't worry about what you will drink tomorrow. In short, all that he said is live by faith. And you worry about today. Tomorrow will take care of itself. But you've got to have faith to make it through the mess you're going through today. Before you can get to your tomorrow. Can somebody say that in this house today? Do I have anybody in the house that has faith right this minute? Yes, because sometimes I can't wait until tomorrow. I need God to do it right now. That, ladies and gentlemen, is that five-letter word called if I'm waiting for tomorrow, I'm hoping God will do it. But if I can just dig deep enough and have faith that has ears, and if I can understand that faith is not just my future, and I can believe God can do it now, we complicate, we overcomplicate faith, and we worry about things that are six months down the road. But listen to me, your faith can't go there. Your faith can't go six months down the road. What do you mean, Pastor? What I'm simply telling you is before six months hits, the second Jesus has split the cloud and the sky and every trouble we've ever had, he's going to roll away in a moment in the blink of an eye. It's all over. Everything's gone. All of our troubles, all of our care. It is all done. Sealed, signed, sealed, delivered. We're ready to 
months from now. So all God requires of us as being faithful people is that we believe Him now. And when we believe God now, it means that our future is secure. It is not secure in our own ability, but my future is secure in Jesus Christ. There's many things about tomorrow that I cannot seem to understand as a songwriter wrote. He said, well, there's one thing for sure I know who holds That we just have faith. We believe Him. We have faith for the very next breath that we're going to bring. Because if you can believe Him now, that means our future is secure. You can believe Him now. No matter what comes tomorrow, you understand you can and you will make it through your faith in Jesus Christ. Number three. I got a word. Faith has a language. Faith speaks to us. Faith not only hears, but faith also speaks. Faith does not deny reality, but oftentimes it speaks the bipolar opposite of what reality says or what our reality may look like. For God looks at situations and He does not call them like they are. Understand with me that day, He looked at you one day. Some of you people in this film today, He looked at you. He could have looked at you and said, Look at that. Oh, look at that old drug addict. Right? Look at that old alcoholic. Look at that old whoremonger. But instead of calling you what you were or like you were, he called you like you would be. And instead of seeing you like you were, he saw you with eyes of love and faith and hope for your future. He said, I'm giving you hope for your future. There's something better down the road. He Faith has a language. Understand with me today that if faith has a language, then we need to speak it. We got a lot of Christian meetings going on. You know what Christian meetings is? That's a term for when we want to sound like a spiritual. That's Christian meetings. And sometimes we use Christian needs out of habit, and it's not really faith that's speaking, it's just our Christian needs and our learning through the years. But if faith has a language, and if it's called the faith language, then you need to use the language of faith. Speak it. Believe it. Speak. God is going to see you through. Speak into it that God is going to make a way for you. I don't know how He's going to do it. I don't know when He's going to do it. But there's something in me that's saying He is going to turn it around. You got to speak it. I downloaded an app not too long ago. It's called Duolingo. Anybody with me? Duolingo. Good job. I'm proud of you. We've got kids. Duolingo is an app that helps you learn different languages. The one language that I hope one day, if I'll have faith to listen to my lesson today, maybe my hope will become reality. But I hope one day to be fluent in the Espanol. But it's funny because I learn my stuff and I say it to them and they look at me weird and I know I'm saying it halfway, right? It's probably just a southern Spanish. 
So many ladies come across the border, I've never heard of you. Board of the Indian House that is I'm sorry for saying that. I didn't say that. I did not say that. But I'm trying to learn. And there's something in me that, that, that wants to be fluent in it. And so, so I get this app. And five, ten minutes a day, you're sitting here and it's telling me leche, which is your, your milk and alcohol. And it's telling you your water. And it's, it's giving you casa, your house. And it's giving you all these words. And you're trying to, to learn them. Right? And you're repeating after them. What I'm trying to do is learn the Spanish language. But I also downloaded an app called YouVersion Bible. And I've been reading that lately. And let me tell you something about that. It's a.k.a. called the Word of my God. Hallelujah. He is alive and it is well. And I am learning more and more every day what I'll call the faith language. Some of you need to try it. Because it definitely. Number four, I got to learn. Faith speaks what it hears. You have to speak what you hear so you can see what you saw. You speak what you hear so eventually you can see what you're saying. This is what faith does. If you will speak what you hear in your spirit, if you will speak what you've been reading in your Bible and you keep on speaking it, you just keep on speaking it until eventually you are going to see what you say. That is what faith does. I was preaching a couple months back in the old sanctuary. As I was preaching, my eye was itching. And so I started rubbing my eye. I have something in my eyes called contacts. And my contacts started moving all over the place. And I literally started freaking out. I don't know if y'all knew it, if some of you saw it, what's up with this guy? I was really, literally, I could feel myself saying, oh my gosh, it's about what am I going to do? I got So I was thinking, Sandra, and I said, I looked at my notes and said, my Lord, I can't even see my notes. How am I going to preach? I looked at some of you, I could have CD. Some of you were blurred, some of you were clear. And I'm like, what in the world? I was at the point of the break. I was about to say, guys, I need to give God praise. I was about to pull the thing out and put it back in. But thank the Lord, I said, Jesus, help me. And I wrote it and went back and watched how it went to the lane. Right? I went to the eye doctor because one day my vision got blurry. And when I went to the eye doctor, he put me on this thing and started doing all these little tests. And he said, all right, which one can you see? Better words. Better words. Yeah, do it one more time. Better words. I really can't tell. Just give it one more time. Better words. And you go through this process until finally you can see everything clearly. And I want to tell somebody today that that is exactly what faith is. That is exactly what it is. See, understand with me that as I begin to speak things, as I begin to believe things, everything in my life becomes so much clearer because that's what faith does. The natural man will see glory vision. The natural man will not see faith. The natural man can't go to that level. But when we get in a place in the spirit that it's not off of what we feel, but we're believing right now as we speak it, that it's now in the present. That if I speak it, God is able to do it. It is in that moment, brothers and sisters. We see it clearly until finally it happens. Sometimes you just got to speak it until it happens. The natural eye has been programmed and built 
to see natural things. That's what we want. We want cars, we want houses, we want stuff. That's natural. But the spiritual eye sees spiritual things. The spiritual eye doesn't care about money. The spiritual eye doesn't care about houses and land and stuff. The spiritual eye doesn't care how nice this jacket is that I have on today. All the spiritual eye cares about is spiritual things. And I think sometimes that our problem is why we can't see faith clearly is because we've gotten so entangled in our natural that we haven't been walking in the spiritual. And we don't see as clearly as we should. God, help me. Help me, God. So maybe, maybe God needs to make my natural just a little more blurry, the things that I see in this life, because this is what he told us. He said, don't store riches here. Set not your affection on things of this world, but lay up treasures in Number five, faith people, we'll call you faith people, do not give up. Go have a faith person in the house. What faith people does, faith people always choose progress. Come on, you can understand Faith people face the same adversity that everybody else does. They go through the same disappointments. They, they go through the same attacks, those mind battles that other people face. The only difference in faith people and other people is that faith people have a different attitude. And faith people have a different outlook. They see it more clearly. And faith people, they choose to progress and move forward no matter what hits them head on. They say, I'm going to keep on going forward. Faith people do not give up. So to somebody today, if you have given up on your situation on this, I can't put any blood in this. You don't have faith. I've been that person. I have been that person that has prayed about things until I got sick of praying about them. I have been that person, Johnny, that went to pray and talk to God. And I got ready to ask him for something. I said, I'm not going to today. I'm kidding. It's not going to I've been there. I think we've all been there. But what does faith say? Faith says, speak it one more time. Faith says, believe one more time. Because one of these times, it's going to work. And one of these times, your answer is going to come. And one of these times, your circumstances, they are going to change. So don't give up. Nothing is going to stop me from having what God said I can have. Because I still believe that God's able. And I believe you're this one. We're going to go home today and eat whatever you eat. Number six, faith does not operate with methods. Sometimes we try to put God in this box and say, this is how you function, this is how you work. All right? There's a certain way we do things. There's a certain order. Right? And we put God in this box, but God cannot be contained in a box. When we try to put God in a box, we say things like, He is always going to do it like this. Right? This is the way God is. This is the way God answers prayer. This is. And we box God up. 
that he ever performed, he buried the way he did it. He's got one guy, Master, Master, I can't see. I want to see. I'm blind. He said, All right, you sure you don't get free. Then he spits on the ground. Make some mud pie. I mean, at this point, I mean, you're probably, if you're blind, you're running. falling everywhere. Oh my God, get away. What in the world's wrong with this man? He got spit on him. But guess what? The result is the same. He walked away. He goes again. Next time, Lord, I can see what clearly. My faith has went to another level. I can see now. Naturally, I couldn't, but now in the spirit, I can see it. Even naturally now, I can see. Thank you for healing me. And then there's this other guy that comes to Jesus and says, Lord, somebody at my house is sick, my servant. I need you to heal. To which Jesus says, You know what? You got a lot of faith. To come to me and believe like you believe. Be it done if you have sin. Go home. Your servant's friend. Woo! What a drastic difference from spinning and making mud pies. Come on, somebody. To just simply speaking the words and it shall be done. You can't put God in a box. He doesn't operate with methods. And he may deliver me different than he delivers you. And then he may do something for me a little different than he does for you. I mean, if God healed everybody the same way, we would build a denomination and a doctrine around We would. And we would say, if this is not the way God does it, that is false doctrine. Mark him a false prophet. But there's something about faith that no matter what is strong in us, no matter who comes against us, people of faith will do what the scripture says. And they will progress no matter the setbacks that come their way. I know you can walk by faith as long as there's money in your bank account. I know that. As long as the money comes in, I know we can walk by faith. As, as long as we're well, I know we can walk by faith. But it's when things aren't good. Man, I've seen people go through some things. And I thought to myself, how in the world are they still going? I didn't understand it. I've lived with God my whole life. And those people absolutely blew my mind and baffled me when I saw them. And I said, how are they still standing? How I watch them move their hands in church. I think, my God, after all they've been through, how in the world can they do that? You know how? It's not emotion. It's a little five-letter word called faith. And sometimes we have to walk in it even when we don't feel like it and when we can't see it. We just have to believe that if God's taking care of me today, God's going to take care of me tomorrow. It's not up to me. It's God's anyhow. You've got to stir up your faith. You've got to keep the faith. You have to hear what other people do not hear. You have to speak what other people
some cubes, right? Nothing wrong with cubes. Just long as they ain't broke cubes. And uh, those cubes get a little old. Let's put it that way. I had a person come to me at the church one Sunday and said, Pastor, I just want you to know that if I sat just a little harder, I would leave my butt would have been on the floor. I'm just telling you. And I read a story, I thought, that this makes sense. Look, look, look. Tommy Evans told this. He said, most people don't come to church, stand in front of a pew, and wonder if that pew has the ability to hold them up. Most people don't study the pew. Most people don't climb under it, look at the screws, or evaluate the pew, or wonder about the pew's strength or integrity. They just sit down on the pew. They are exercising faith. The faith is not based on a feeling about the cube, but rather on the confident trust that when they sit down, the cube is simply going to hold them up. Right? The reverse is also true. If a person says they believe that the cube can hold them, but they never sit down, they are not exercising faith because they did not act on what they said they believed. Faith is acting like God is telling the truth. Faith is acting like God is telling the truth. That's some key to faith for you today. Father, in the name of Jesus, Help us to trust you. Help us to walk one day at a time by faith. And when the going gets tough and the tough gets tough, I'm asking you that your people, that your children, just hold on to you. Even when we don't feel like it, help us just to trust you. Let's act like you're telling the truth. Because you want the best for us. Help us to find the scripture, whatever it is in the word that you've said. Whatever people's circumstances are today, this is your challenge, ladies and Find that scripture or scripture to speak to your situation. And you start declaring it in Jesus' name. You declare it when you walk in through your house. You declare it when you're going to sleep at night. You declare it when you get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. You declare it all week long at work. You find that scripture and you activate your faith because God is not a man that he can lie. He is truth that I'm going to be Your goodness is my faith.